Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters, May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. Welcome to the Having It All podcast the show about what it takes to live an abundant, loving life. My name is Matthew Bivens, and I want to help you live with more clarity, confidence, and purpose so you can truly have it all. Let's do it. What's going on, my awesome friend? Welcome back to the podcast. I am Matthew Bivens, your balanced lifestyle coach, and this podcast is the place you want to tune into to learn how to have it all and live your abundant, loving life, A-L-L. Because if you are tired of feeling stuck, and if you're looking for a path towards more clarity, more confidence, and more purpose, then that is exactly what you're gonna get on this show. Now, I drop brand new episodes on the first Tuesday of each month. However, March is a very special month for me because on March 14th, this podcast turns six years old. And so to celebrate that awesome anniversary, I'm doing new episodes every single Tuesday throughout the month of March and having a lot of fun doing it. And so if you're new to the podcast, then welcome, welcome, welcome. Thank you for hanging out. Thank you for investing some time and trust in this content and in this conversation. And go check out the back catalog because again, I've been doing this show since 2016. I've covered so many different topics and I know there's probably a, a an episode that I've done that touches on something that you're going through right now that you're looking for some help with. So go check it out. And did you know that you can go to my website, matthewbibbins.com, and if you click podcast in that menu at the top of the website, then it's gonna take you to a separate page that has every single episode of my podcast on it. And there's a search bar there. And if you search any word, phrase, search term, whatever it is, it's gonna pull up all of the episodes that contain that word or phrase in the title or description. And that's really cool because right now in, in, in podcast world, there's not a really great way to search for, for specific um, content in a show, like in a particular show. So if you're trying to figure out like, I wanna know what having it all episodes are out there on purpose or on habit building or any sort of thing like that, just go to my website and search on my website and you'll find all the episodes for a particular topic. So go check that out again. It's at matthewbivens.com. Click on podcasts in that top menu. And then lastly, whatever you're listening to the show on right now, whatever app or podcast service, if you could hit that subscribe button, that would be tremendous because it really helps new people discover the show. It helps signal to those apps that, hey, having it all has got some some great conversations on it. People are really digging this stuff and it starts recommending my show to more and more people so that they can discover it. So go hit subscribe, that'll be awesome. And then if you wanna reach out to me, if you wanna ask questions, if you want to just tell me what's up, give me some feedback on the show, I'm open to all of it, you can email me directly at matthew at matthewbivens.com. All right, so today's episode, this one has been fun for me to put together uh, because this is an episode where I'm answering questions from the greater having it all community questions that I've received over the years, and I just started spotting some patterns in the question. So specifically today, I'm answering questions around habits, around momentum, and around criticism. So this is going to be cool. I'm going to read some of the questions that fall into those categories, and then I'm going to share with you my real and raw answers. And my answers are coming from multiple perspectives Um, One perspective as a person who's 
dealt with these things myself, you know, I've worked on building habits and been frustrated not getting momentum in different things and have dealt with self-criticism. So I'm answering from somebody who's worked through that personally, but then I'm also answering from the perspective of a coach, right? I'm a, I'm a personal transformation coach and a balanced lifestyle coach, and I help people in these areas all day long. That's what I do. So when you hear my answers, just know you're getting it from multiple perspectives, which I believe gives you a much more um, rich answer because I'm not just telling you something based off of things I've, I've you know, witnessed or learned from a course or a certification. I'm telling you things from stuff that I've walked, I've experienced it myself, and I've helped other people walk it as well. So if you have any questions that you want answered on the podcast, email me, send them to matthew at matthewbivens.com, and I'll include them in future episodes like this. All right, let's get into the first batch of questions, and these are all around habits. So the first question is, I know there are habits that would be beneficial for me to have in my life, but how can I start adding all of these new habits without getting overwhelmed? And so my answer to that is, you know, that feeling of being overwhelmed can happen for several reasons. Um, And the first thing I have to say about the overwhelm is that when you have a big why, something that you're really, really playing for, a bigger why, a bigger goal in mind, then it helps with not feeling overwhelmed and bogged down. Because when you have a big why, a big purpose for why you're doing something, for why you're trying to build these habits, then it helps to keep your eye on that prize, on that goal, on that focus. And so what I do is when I have a bunch of new habits that I feel will support me, you know, I don't just simply focus on the individual habits because that's when things start to feel overwhelming. It's like, oh, I got to add this habit over here and I got to change my eating and I got to change my exercising and I got to change my sleep routine and I got to start journaling. I got to start meditating. You know, you're, you're thinking about all the individual habits rather than thinking about the big thing you're playing for, that big goal and the reason why you're going after that big goal, the big why. And so I've found that when I'm focusing on my big why, then it starts to become clear which are the first habits that I want to work on that are gonna support me in that big why. And then I'll start working on that first habit. And I give it time, right? You add the habits slowly and you build them up slowly over time. So the first way I'm gonna answer this question is reevaluate and revisit your why. Make sure your why is big enough, right? That's the reason why you're doing the thing you're doing. The, the, whatever it is you're focusing on, make sure that why is big enough. And then second is add those habits slowly and set that bar low. You know, you don't have to blast it out the gate. You know, if you're, if you're trying to do like a wake up early habit because you feel like that's gonna benefit you, you don't need to wake up at 4.30 a.m. seven days a week. That may not be realistic at all. Right? Maybe you just work on one day a week, waking up 30 minutes earlier than you normally do. And then slowly over time, build on that. So set the bar low and get some wins under your belt because you need that confidence. You need to build your confidence. And as your confidence starts to increase, then slowly add more habits or slowly you know, expand the habits that you're currently doing. And it takes about 90 days of consistently doing a habit for it to really lock in. So you have to give it time. You have to give it time. And during that time, listen, the truth is it it may not feel easy and it may not feel comfortable, but that's part of it. That's part of the process. And you have to trust that eventually it's going to feel more manageable. It's going to feel more comfortable. And when you keep on returning back to your why, like this is why I'm doing it. This is why I'm doing it. This is what I'm focusing on. This is why I'm doing it then it helps in those moments when it's just not feeling fun, you know, because you're going to run into those, especially if you're trying to incorporate some really life-changing habits or if you're going after something really big in your life, you're going to run into moments where it's just no longer fun and enjoyable. So you want to keep getting back to that big why. The next question under habits is, what are the habits that have created a big impact in my life? So this question is all about my personal habits. And I've had a lot you know, I've been, I've been really focusing on habits and, and designing them specifically to support the life I want to live. I've been doing that for many years, about a decade. And so I'm going to answer this question in two parts. 
I'm going to talk about the macro level, like on a big level. What are some of the things that that I do that keep me sharp, keep me growing, keep me grounded? And then I'm going to get to the micro level, to some very, very specific habits that you may not have, have heard before um, in a question like this. I'm sure there's a number of things right now in your mind that you can kind of think of or anticipate that I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to answer, um, but hopefully my, my, my micro habit that I'm going to share with you are going to be things that you aren't really thinking about. So on a macro level, the habits that have a really big impact on my life are doing hard things regularly, doing things that are tough regularly. And the reason why this has been so beneficial is because it has really helped me build character. It's helped me build character and build grit, build emotional strength and build confidence. And so, you know, hard things is relative, right? What's hard for me may not be hard for you, but I always make sure that daily I'm doing something that's challenging. And I make sure that on my schedule are things that are regularly challenging me and pushing me. So an example are my workouts that I do twice a week. You know, I go work out with a personal trainer with my coach two times a week. And it's hard. He doesn't go easy on me. He understands what I'm playing for and he pushes me and he, he puts me in situations that are uncomfortable. Like there's certain areas of my body where I don't feel as strong, I don't feel as confident. And so he'll put me in, that, in an exercise that tests that area. And a lot of times when I roll up to the gym, you know, I'm, I'm excited about the workout. I'm looking forward to feeling my body and feeling my strength. But I'm also in the back of my mind like, Man, you know, I'm going to I'm going to be confronted like I'm going to have to face myself at some point during this workout and I love it. I love it cuz it's a hard thing that I'm doing regularly. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. This is the story of the one. As a maintenance engineer, he hears things differently. To the untrained ear, everything on his shop floor might sound fine, but he can hear gears grinding or a belt slipping. So he steps in to fix the problem at hand before it gets out of hand. And he knows Granger's got the right product he needs to get the job done, which is music to his ears. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. Another hard thing that I do regularly, you've heard me talk about it on the podcast, it's the 30-minute runs that I do. So I jump on a treadmill, I try to go as far as I can in 30 minutes. And that's tough, like, it, you know, because I'm, I'm booking it, I'm going fast. And, you know, I love this habit because it is such, such a character-building habit for me because I know it's going to be challenging. Like, I know I'm going to face that moment where I'm going to want to slow down the treadmill I'm going to want to, you know, really wish I could speed up the time and I never slow the treadmill down. Like once I've, once it's going, it keeps going up. It doesn't go down. I train myself so that it never goes down. And so that just means I have to face those tough moments when I start to doubt myself, when my body starts to hurt and it's hard, but I do it regularly and I do it because I know I get so many benefits from doing that. And there's other things I do that are challenging. Like I lead a transformation group every week. It's called a circle of influence, a COI. And we have very confronting conversations, you know? And it's not easy. It's not easy to, to, to be a leader in a group of people who are looking to transform because transformation work brings out a lot of stuff in folks. It brings out a lot of fear. It brings out a lot of limiting beliefs. It brings out a lot of denial. And as a leader in a group like that, you know, I, I, I receive a lot of it, you know, you know and, I, and I experience those things myself just in my own personal work. So there's a lot of things that I do on a regular basis that are hard. And that's one of the big impact habits in my life is just having these things that are, that are part of my life, part of my daily routine that are tough and challenging. And it has been transformative in my life, like I said, with building character, building grit, building emotional strength, you know, persevering and, and building confidence. So another big impact habit on a macro level for me 
Um, I already mentioned it. It's my exercising, just regular exercising, you know, making sure that I'm doing something to move my body and push my body, you know, multiple times per week. And what that's really done is it's it's helped me to build this genuine love for my body and, and the love for taking care of my body and taking care of my health. And it's also helped me to really fall in love with the process of of long-term transformation, right? Because in order to change your body, it it takes a long time. You know, if if you have if you want to lose weight or gain strength, it doesn't happen overnight. It doesn't happen in weeks. It happens in months and months and years and years. And so, at some point, you have to build a healthy relationship to that 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 long process, right? And that that transformation process. And for me, that's just a, a, an amazing habit is to be okay with the long game. And I've seen that translate in a lot of areas of my life, um, in particular in business. Like I'm okay with the long game. I'm okay with getting in, involved in something that I won't see the fruit for 10 years. And part of that is because I'm so comfortable with the, the personal physical transformation process. It takes time. And the emotional transformation process, like the process of healing deep wounds and healing deep traumas and healing limiting beliefs and changing, like that stuff takes time. It takes time. So the, my habit of regular exercise has had so many benefits from, you know, keeping my body in shape, keeping my energy high, you know, keeping my, myself healthy and, and, and just feeling like I have this, this youthfulness that I want to continue to feel more and more youthful the older I get. But then my habit of regular exercise has also benefited me in just falling in love with the process and loving the process and not getting so focused on what the end result has to be. And my last macro habit that I want to share that's had a big impact on me is time by myself and really spending intentional quality time by myself. Um, and this is an interesting one because, you know, for many years I was single. You know, I didn't have any any girlfriends or partners. And so I spent a lot of time by myself, but it wasn't in, always intentional and it wasn't always healthy. And that's the difference. Now, today, the time that I spend by myself is very intentional and very healthy. And what it's done is it's helped me to build an empowered relationship with myself, a healthier relationship with myself. And that is a foundation of all my other relationships. It always starts with you, you know? And so what time by myself has done is helped me learn how to be with my thoughts and and process my self-criticisms and my self-judgments and my doubts. Uh, and it just helped me to look at them and not be so attached to them and not be so swayed by my emotions. And time by myself, intentional time by myself has also helped me to learn how to work through problems and to seek out answers within me, within, within source, that source universal energy that flows through, through me, who I am. You know, like it helps me to learn to trust myself and to trust that I am imbued with the gifts that, that God has, the gifts of creation, the gifts of understanding. Like I truly believe that my subconscious, my spirit has all the answers. And so when I make time to be in communion with myself and allow that that spirit to to that voice to come up then i get answers for things that are troubling me and i i tap into wells of courage and strength that i hadn't had before i didn't feel like or know that i had before and so all of that is beautiful and it's led to me building a, a greater trust in myself trusting in my intuition trusting my gut and those things have have rippled into all other areas of my life. So those are macro habits that have really impacted me. And on a micro level, I have a couple that, again, these are some habits that you may not be hearing on other lists, but the first one that I'll share is very specific habit is to have a, a very specific and intentional, intentional sexual practice where the goal is not orgasm or stress relief or any sense of duty or anything like that. And so for me, it's the practice of abundant love. 
And I've talked about abundant love several times in the show. Go and find those episodes. Go to my website. Go to the search bar in the podcast section and search abundant love and you'll see what pops up. And abundant love is really about connecting with sexual energy for spiritual and for for conscious growth. And I've been practicing abundant love for six, maybe seven years now. And currently on a weekly basis, I connect with my wife and I connect with my other partners two to three times a week to practice abundant love, to be in the practice of moving and, and cultivating and connecting with the sexual energy. And so it's an amazing, amazing habit that has transformed my life inside and out. So much healing has happened through my abundant love practice, healing of these stories and beliefs that I held about myself, healing about how I viewed relationships and and what I thought a healthy relationship was and moving beyond codependence in relationships and moving to this beautiful state of interdependence and connecting with myself and connecting with source and growing my spirituality. I mean, abundant love is spiritual work, it's self-work, it's it's growth work. And so having an intentional and healing weekly sexual practice has been a game changer habit for me. Another very specific habit that's been beneficial is weekly time that I spend disconnected from technology. That means no phone, no TV, no computer, nothing like that. And so every week, almost every day, I have intentional time where I'm disconnected. Not just time that upon reflection, I realize, oh, wow, I forgot to bring my phone to the store. So technically I was disconnected. No, like intentional time where I go and do something and I do not bring any tech with me. And this is a habit that I've been working on for years. You know, I'm, I, over the years, I just slowly was spending more time away from social media, slowly spending more time away from my phone, which I've never really had a, a, a super strong attachment to my phone. Like I'm a, I'm a type of person who I, I'm tough to get in touch with because I don't have my phone on me all the time. But still, there are areas and opportunities for me to let my phone be away. Don't need to, to, to check it all the time. And so this habit that I have, it's on my balance chart which is my habit tracker that I use to keep track of all these habits and score myself. It's, it's gamified. It's a great tool. And on my balance chart, I have, you know, disconnect from social media or from dis- disconnect from social media and technology. And it's been fantastic. I feel so much more peace in my life. I feel so much more present in my life because I'm not constantly checking these things. Like I'm not checking to see what's happening in the world and what I'm missing and who's fighting who and what emergency is about to befall myself and everybody else. Like I don't, I don't worry about those things. I don't focus on those things. And so I've increased this habit slowly to where, again, I'm taking intentional detoxes and cleanses from technology almost every day. And now I go on social media maybe once a week and it's just to check on some of the activity in one of my other Facebook groups. And that's it. And so the time away from the technology, like you might be thinking to yourself, oh my gosh, I'm gonna miss out on so many things. But truthfully, that time that I was spending on tech, I would so much rather spend it with people who are present with me right now, like my wife and my daughter and, and friends and people in my community. And you know that's where I wanna spend my time. Like I found that I was doom scrolling when I was on social media and you know, anxiety levels get kicked up and I compare myself to others, all that stuff. And for me, it just was not disempower. It was, it was not empowering at all. So stepping away from social media and technology regularly has been an amazing habit for me. And the last habit I'll share is journaling. Simple habit of journaling, writing out my thoughts, writing down my goals, writing down the vision that I have for my life, and also writing down areas where I'm feeling resistance. Like, oh man, you know, my coach gave me some feedback or my COI gave me feedback and I'm feeling resistant. And I know it would benefit me to move in this direction, but I'm feeling resistant in this area, this area, this area. Or areas that I'm feeling some fear come up. You know, like, wow, when I think of doing this this new habit or or doing this thing, I feel some some fear, some discomfort. Like, 
writing all that down and writing with a pen and a piece of paper, it's helped me to slow my brain down. It's helped me to process my thoughts more effectively. It's helped me to practice being present, being in the moment. And I'm loving it. It's a habit that, that I've, I've reignited over the last several months, and I'm absolutely loving it. So those are the habits that have had a big, big, big impact on my life. All right, the next question is all about momentum, building momentum in life. So this question is, I have a pattern of finding a groove and building momentum and then getting derailed after a period of time. I can feel empowered at times, but inevitably I get down and I feel stuck. So how do you get back on track and not fall into feeling depressed? So that's a great question. You know, I totally have been there like that, the feeling of you get momentum going and then something stops it or something derails it. And it's really challenging to get that momentum going again. Or you could even really fall into a rut and get into a, a, a depressed state, a low state. And so my first answer to that question is, it goes back to that concept of develop a big why. Develop a bigger why. Because sometimes starting and stopping happens when your why is just not big enough. You know, the reason why you're gonna put in that work, the reason why you're gonna stay up late, the reason why you're gonna do whatever you're doing, if it's not that big, then when something smacks you and derails you, it can it can take you out, right? And that thing that can smack you and derail you, it could be an external circumstance, maybe something in the environment, maybe something in a relationship, maybe something in the economy, whatever, or it could be your own emotions. You're just having a low day. You're just having a tough time. And if your why is not big enough, then those things can absolutely derail you. And the tough thing is, anytime you get derailed, if you don't get moving again, then your confidence and your ability to get it moving again drops. And then it's just one of those cycles. Like It's like if you have a, trying to teach somebody to ride a bike and every time they fall off the bike, they just quit. It won't take very many times of them falling for them to give up on themselves. But on the flip side, if when they fall, they don't quit, you know, they, they cry, they feel how they feel, then they dust their knees off and, and get on again. After falling several times, you start to build confidence. And then that momentum is going to be hard to, to derail. So that's the thing about momentum. It's going gonna, it's gonna to continue moving in whatever direction that it's going. So momentum can take you down the path of, you know, feeling de derailed and your confidence is low, you don't believe in yourself, or momentum can go in the other direction and feeling like you you really are onto something and your confidence is growing and you start to to feel excitement. It's all about feeding the momentum and stopping momentum when it's going in a direction that you don't want. So that's why I talk about developing that big why, you know, your purpose, the reason why you're doing something. It's so important because, again, when you're focused on your big why, then when you fall down, it can be easier to get back up. Let's go back to the bike analogy. When I was learning how to ride a bike, it wasn't just to ride a bike. It was so that I could participate in the games that my neighbors were playing. That was my why. So I got out there and I struggled and struggled and struggled until I finally got it. And when I got it, it wasn't that I just could now ride a bike. Now I could go participate in the games they were playing that I couldn't before. So you see how my why was, was big enough to help me get through the hurdles of falling and scraping my knee. And I remember being all bloodied up. I was a smart kid. I didn't wear shoes and I learned how to ride my bike. So I scratched up my toes, lost toenails. Like my feet were all bloodied because I kept scraping them and everything. But my why was big enough. I want to play with these friends. These are, these are older neighbors and they're having fun. I want to have fun with them too. So let me figure out this bike thing. That's why you want to have a why that's big enough. Another thing that helps with the, the finding your groove and building momentum is just simply having some goals that excite you. Like having that why, that big why is great, but sometimes you got to break it down into small goals. And if those smaller goals excite you, then you got a better chance of being able to build that momentum. And I'm reminded of the late Bob Proctor who said that, you know, you sacrifice your life for your goals. So you want to make them count, right? And, and goals, they give you something to aim at, right? It's kind of like, um, 
going to an archery range. Is that what they call it? Wherever you shoot bows and arrows. Going to that place, but there's no targets. You're just shooting an arrow into the grass. You know, it's like, okay, that's, that's fun for like two times, but until you have a target, something that you're aiming at, then that's when things become exciting. So set some goals, you know, and set goals that excite you. Like a goal should be something that you actually want to accomplish. You know, there's a difference between a goal and a chore. A chore is something you feel like you need to do or have to do. And a goal is something that you want to do. So make sure that you have some goals that excite you. And that can help when you feel like your momentum is slowing down. Just remind yourself of your goal. Oh, okay, okay, that's what I'm playing for. Yep, all right, cool, I'm back on. And something else that's helped me to keep building momentum specifically, it's called the Seinfeld Strategy. And this is a, a really cool trick that Jerry Seinfeld, the comedian, did when he was when he was really mastering his craft, is he got a calendar out, like a wall calendar, and every day that he wrote a new joke, he put an X on the calendar, right? Because he felt writing a joke every day is gonna help him to become better at his craft. So each day he did that, he put a little X on the calendar. And then every day he wrote his joke, the X's started to grow. And he looked at his calendar and was like, I got a long chain of X's. I don't wanna break the chain. Let me do everything I can to not break this chain. And so what happened then? You build momentum. And the momentum grows and it grows like that snowball going down a hill. It grows and gets bigger and bigger and bigger. And so I use that strategy in my life. I use it right now. I'm gonna look to my right. <laughs> I can almost touch my calendar on my wall and I have a calendar for a project that I'm working on for having it all. I'm launching something soon in a couple of months and I'm using the Jerry Seinfeld strategy to keep my momentum going. Every day that I spend a little bit of time working on this project, I put an X on my calendar. And I had two, two times over the last like three or four weeks where I missed a day, but that was it. Because after those, those two little misses, I started to build a long chain. And now I don't wanna break that chain for anything. My chain is you know 20 some odd Xs long. It's like, I'm not gonna break that chain. I'm gonna keep the momentum going. So something like that can help you to keep that momentum going when when you might be struggling. So I love the Jerry Seinfeld strategy. I've been using it in a lot of different areas. And again, it's all about keeping that momentum going by not breaking the chain. And the last thing that I'll say about this is that you don't always gonna, you're not always gonna feel empowered to do things. You're, like, you're not always gonna feel like it. And if what you are aiming at, if what your goal is or what your big why is, is important enough to you, then it's worth doing the thing anyway. Doing it anyway. And that's just a habit that I think is so important for all of us to really develop more of. It's this, this habit of, I do things even when I emotionally don't want to. Because as soon as you start allowing your emotions and I don't feel like doing it to be your excuse, man, that is such a tricky slope because you you are now equipping your ego with like a, a, a masterful weapon to use against you. Like, I just don't want to. I can't tell you how many times in coaching sessions or talking to people when they're talking about things that would empower them, they just say, I just didn't want to. That's why I didn't do it today. I didn't want to. And as soon as you give that that part of your ego power and it starts to grow strength, it's very, very hard to derail that. Because listen, anything that you're trying to do or create or become, it's going to take showing up in moments when you don't wanna show up. Because those are the most important moments. The moment when you would rather stay in because it's raining outside. And yeah, I know I said I was gonna go running tomorrow, but it's raining, so let me just stay in. It's like, no, that's the most important time. Like that's when you wanna show up more than when it's nice and sunny out and it's easy to get up. Like you wanna show up when it's tough and when it's difficult. And so if you find yourself in a groove and you got momentum, great. Like everything is peachy. Like you aren't tested. That's fine. I'm happy, happy for you. But it's when you do get tested, when you feel your momentum slowing, when you feel the doubt creep in, 
when you find that you're, you're feeling derailed and you're maybe completely off the tracks, like that's when it counts. It's like, what are you made of in those moments? Like that's the test. That's the game day. You know, in, in sports, like that's game seven, NBA finals. Like you got to show up now. There's no other time. Like now is the time to show up. And that's what it's all about. So, you know, the, the, everything else that I said, you know, in the last five minutes or so is great. And I, and I, and I stand by it. And at some point, you just got to do it anyway. Just do it anyway. And trust that, that by doing it anyway, you're going to build that character. You're going to build that grit so that you can withstand some of life's circumstances because life is going to keep throwing circumstances at you. And so that's what's helped me to not get discouraged when I'm, I find myself feeling derailed. Because now what, what it's done for me, this whole thing of showing up anyway, I don't relate to things as feeling derailed anymore because I trust the process. And <clears throat> if what I was aiming for and I'm, I'm going for it, going for it, and if something kind of shifts and I'm, I'm like going another direction, like I trust myself that I can meditate on it, I can reflect on it and see, okay, is this a pivot? Is this the universe, you know, notifying me that a pivot is where I need to go or is it something that it's a growth opportunity for me? So I don't even I don't even worry about feeling derailed because to me that's all a part of the process. It's all part of the movement forward. As long as I keep moving forward, as long as I don't quit. So developing that that character where you don't quit is incredibly important to ultimately achieving whatever it is that you want to achieve. The last questions for today are around criticism and judgment. The first one is how do you deal with negative criticism or negative feedback on your work, your podcasts, your eBooks, website, things like that? And that's a great question because let me tell you, if you create things, you're going to get a lot of criticism. You're going to get a lot of criticism and you're going to get a lot of feedback. And there's a difference between the two of those things. And so my answer to the question is, are the things that you're experiencing criticism or feedback? Right? For me, criticism is is when a person is disapproving of what I'm doing or they're disapproving of what I'm saying, right? Like they're being critical. They're just, they're just throwing shade basically. And if that person does not have my phone number, meaning they aren't close to me, I don't have a personal relationship with them, then I don't care. I don't care. That sort of criticism doesn't do anything. It, it rolls off my back. Here's an example. This podcast has some one-star reviews. Go look them up. You can go to, to Apple Podcasts and you can go look and read the one-star reviews. And these reviews come from people that I don't know. And the reviews themselves don't offer anything constructive. It's just like, this podcast sucks. This guy doesn't know what he's talking about. That type of thing, like that to me, I file under criticism. That's not feedback. That's just criticism. And I don't care about that. I don't waste my emotion getting caught up in it because... That's not a person who's close to me and they aren't trying to support my growth. So why, why bother? I just keep it moving. Now, feedback is different. Feedback, I welcome. And in particular, I welcome feedback from my inner circle, from my community, from you. I welcome all of that feedback because it's necessary for continued growth and for transformation. And that's ultimately what I'm playing for. And let me tell you this, it wasn't always like that. Like I didn't always have that relationship to feedback because I used to take everything personally, everything personally. I felt that what somebody had to say to me, whether it was just critical and being negative for negative sake or whether it was feedback, I felt that it was an indictment of who I was as a person. I felt like it was always a, a personal attack. And that made a lot of things very hard. Because I didn't shy, I shied away from feedback. I wouldn't put myself out there. You know, I, I didn't want to create things and show it publicly because I didn't want the feedback. Like I remember in college, I used to be really into, into drawing and artwork. And I was always so worried of other people seeing what I was drawing because I didn't want the feedback. I didn't, it was too much of a risk for them to be like, oh, that's not that great. Even if they, what, even if what I was drawing was amazing, right? I didn't want anybody to look at it because I took all the feedback and criticism very, very personally. 
but I learned to grow some thick skin. And it was a process. And I learned that if someone is just spewing negativity towards me, and it's not coming from a place of love, and it's not coming from a place of them genuinely wanting to support me, then that's their issue. That's their stuff. They're just projecting it on me. And I don't have to catch it. I do not have to catch it. I remember a close friend of mine, somebody who I trust to give me feedback. She said, you know, if folks throw daggers, you don't have to let them hit you. Like, you don't have to accept those. And it's so true. You don't have to. Just because they throw something your way doesn't mean that you have to take it. And what I'm saying is like, you don't have to fight back. It just doesn't have to penetrate you. It doesn't have to do anything to you. And so something that really helped me understand this was reading the book, The Four Agreements by Don Miguel Luis. And agreement number two is don't take anything personally. And so I recommend if you're a person who takes things personally, has a hard time dealing with criticism or feedback, go read that chapter. Like that book, it's, it's, and it's, it's all in such plain language that sometimes you look at the, it's like a tiny little book. And you might look at it and say, man, there's nothing in this book that could really benefit me. But then you read it and it's just so plainly put. And I love that chapter in particular because of how Don Miguel Ruiz writes this whole thing of don't take things personally. So go check that out because that book and then asking for a lot of feedback consistently, that helped me grow some very, very thick skin. Because for me, my biggest critic was myself. It was me. It was nobody else. It was no... no you know, podcast listener or people who left a review or whatever. Like I was the biggest critic. And as I said, I never want to put myself out there because I didn't think I was good enough. And I was so afraid to fail publicly. And it was, it was my internal conversation that was keeping me from doing those things. So in school, I didn't raise my hand to answer questions. Even when I knew the answer, I didn't raise my hand. And I rarely put my best work out there to teachers or classmates or, or girlfriends or peers. I didn't want people to see that work. And You know, it was just a part of my personality that I had built for a long, long time. And the way that you get over that is you just got to start consistently putting yourself out there. It's just got to be a constant thing. You got to melt that fear. You got to melt it by stepping into it over and over and over. You know, and if you're a creator, you know, if you're creating content or, you know, you're a person who's creating things and is afraid of receiving feedback or criticism then start critiquing your own work, right? Don't worry about that stuff on the outside. You, you start giving your own, your own self some feedback and criticism. But have the, the question in your mind of, how can I make a 1% improvement next time? So with my podcast, like I'll go back and listen to episodes and I don't get caught up in like, oh man, my voice sounds like this and I should have said that, da, 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 da. No, it's how can I make a 1% improvement on my next episode? ah, okay, maybe I can deliver my intro a little bit different. Ooh, maybe I could be a little bit more organized in my thoughts. Or maybe I can have a more clear call to action at the end of my episode. So I take the emotion out of it, and it's just feedback. And so that's what I've done. I I seek out so much feedback now, and it's constant, constant feedback. And I get it from three sources. I get it from my body. I really tune in and listen to my body and see what it's saying. I get feedback from data, from numbers. I have measurements. My balance chart app gives me a number. My circle of influence gives me a rating. I jump on the scale at the gym, that gives me a number. I just look at the numbers themselves, right? And then the third source of feedback that I receive is my inner circle, feedback from individuals. And so I never stop asking for that feedback and you never wanna stop asking either because it keeps you humble and it keeps you focused. And the last question I'm going to answer today is all about comparison. So this question is, how do I stop comparing myself with people who are further along than me? And this is such a great question. I think everybody at some point has experienced this. And what I'll say to this thing is really that the only comparison that matters is where you are today versus where you were yesterday or where you were a month ago or a year ago. That's it. That's all that matters. Every, th- every other comparison you want to do doesn't matter at all. None. Because you have zero idea what that person's experience of their life is. If you're on Instagram, 
and you're looking at an account of somebody and they're like, I'm a digital nomad and I work from Bali and I have this company and it makes so much money and I can drink all the drinks and look at my sexy body and, and you compare yourself to them like, man, I'm such a failure. Look at me, I'm sitting in this cubicle and I got nothing going on in my life. Guess what? You have zero idea how that person experiences their life. You have zero idea. Because they might have all these things that you think is success, right? They might have more money than you, drive a nicer car, live in a nicer neighborhood. They can travel. They got clothes. They've got men on their, on their arm, women on their arm, whatever. But you have no idea how they relate to all of it. And they might despise their life. They might truly despise their life and hate who they became in order to get all that stuff. And so don't worry about you compared to another person in that way. You know, if there's a person out there and they're further along than you, then understand their story. Go learn their story. And you'll find that what they did is they just worked. <laughs> they, they knew what they wanted and they went to work. And there's nothing, like that is something that anybody can do. Anybody can put in the work. Anybody could get clear on their vision. Anybody can get clear on their purpose. Anybody can put in the reps. And that's always what separates people. That's it. And so the only thing that you want to compare is who you are today versus who you were in the past. Have you been putting in the reps? Are you more clear on your vision, on your purpose, on your mission? Have you been doing things to work and move yourself closer to your vision, purpose, and mission? Have you been seeking out feedback and surrendering to the feedback? Have you been making tiny tweaks in your life? That's the comparison you want to look at. Am I doing those things? Am I different today than I was yesterday in a meaningful and empowered way? If so, how? If not, okay, then let's take a look at that. So that was big for me because I used to spend a lot of time comparing myself. I compared my business success to others. I compared my relationship success to others. I compared my body to others. I compared my money to others. I compared everything. You can name it. I would just compare myself and be relentlessly critical of who I was, of myself, because it didn't stack up to that other person. And it wasn't really until I started to do some deep conscious work and understood that, you know what? What you see on the outside gives very little indication to what's going on on the inside. And even if the person tells you what's going on on the inside, they're not giving you real access to their thoughts. You really don't know. You really don't know. And there are so many people out there who had it all, quote unquote. They had the fame, they had the accolades, they had the degrees, they had the money, they had the career, and they took themselves out. They took themselves out. They were not enjoying their experience of life. So you never, never, never know. Therefore, the only comparison you, that is important is who you are today versus who you were. And that's something that I compare myself all the time in that way. I look at my numbers. I look at my data. I reflect on my accomplishments. I reflect on, you know, my vision and my goals. And, you know, I do things to march myself towards those goals because I want to be a different person in a different place in one month from now and six months from now and 12 months from now and 10 years from now. And remember, I'm okay with the long game. So I'm cool with just stacking one brick, stack one brick, stack one brick, take one step, take one step. And I know that that's, that's part of the transformation process for me. So any comparison that I do is a healthy comparison. Just look at, wow, look where I was back then. Look where I am today. Oh, wow, you know what? Six months ago, I recognized that that was an area of resistance that I was feeling. Am I still feeling that resistance? I am? Okay. Why am I feeling resistant? Why haven't I stepped into that yet? What fear do I have? What's this limiting belief that I'm allowing to run rampant in my mind that's impacting my, my actions and my behavior? Let me compare that. That's the comparison that matters. So this was a lot of fun. I really do enjoy answering your questions and giving you feedback on the real things that are going on in your life because you know that's what's important that you have these real life situations and scenarios and stuff that you're struggling with and that it's, it's important that I feel like it's important that there's people out there and sources out there that are speaking to it. And that was one of the things that I always wanted when I started my personal development journey. 
It's like, I can have you share with me what the top habits for successful people are. That's great. But help me get behind the scenes, pop open the, the, the hood, because I really want to understand how do you overcome your own limiting thoughts, right? Like, how do you overcome that conversation that says you're not good enough, you're not smart enough, you're never going to do it? How do you overcome your limiting beliefs? How do you heal and create a new story for your life? Like, that was always the stuff that I wanted to learn because everything else was great and, and it was helpful, but I felt that if I didn't get beyond these first steps, really these the six inches in between my ears, if I couldn't get beyond that, then all the other stuff didn't matter. So that's what I want to offer to you in my sharing. I'm always going to be vulnerable. I'm always going to keep it real and be transparent. And what's great is when you share your your questions and scenarios that you want some feedback on. So what questions do you want answered in a podcast next? Email them to me at matthew at matthewbivens.com. All right, this is fantastic. We got some more new episodes coming next week. And yeah, next week is really the big celebration of, uh, of having it all turning six years old. So I'm excited about that. I've got something fun planned for next week's episode. And um, it's going to be a lot, a lot of fun. I'm excited. So definitely tune in, share this podcast with other people, get, get more folks in on the having it all conversation so that we all can have it all because that's what I'm all about. All of us can win. Health, wealth, beautiful relationships, amazing, abundant, loving life. That's what we're playing for here. So thank you so much for tuning in to the conversation today. I appreciate you. I love you. My name is Matthew Bivens, and here is to you having it all. Quick note about the Having It All podcast. I am not a doctor nor a licensed therapist. I'm a guy with a story and a passion for conscious conversation. My thoughts, opinions, and beliefs are my own. So please consult with your doctor or healthcare provider regarding any questions or issues you have related to your personal, physical, or mental health. Does your father know you're listening to this podcast? Well, when you're done, why don't you stop by and check out a show that is 100% dad-approved, Dadages. Hi there, I'm Chad Higgins. If you're looking for useful insights and practical advice you can actually apply to work, family, education, philanthropy, and just life in general, check out Dadages. That's D-A-D-A-G-E-S, wherever you listen to your podcasts.